This is a Clearview podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of Carpe Manana, the show where we talk about how to capture tomorrow today. Thank you so much, those of you who are tuned in on the radio, those of you who are subscribed through iTunes, really appreciate you guys joining in the conversation with us. While you're on iTunes, make sure you leave us a rating and a review. It helps us to stay visible and helps you to stay plugged in with all of our future content. Guys, we're going to start the episode the same way we always do for the benefit of our listening audience. We might have some brand new listeners this week, so we want you guys to get to know us and what we do here at Clearview. So to my right is... Abedon Shah, I'm the lead pastor at Clearview Church. And to my right... I'm Kelsey McKeel, the Theater and Kids Activity Coordinator, and to my right... My name is Rebecca Shaw, I'm the Children's Ministry Coordinator and the Events Planner here at Clearview, and to my right... John Galanis, I'm the Pastor of Worship and Media at Clearview Church, and to my right... And my name is David Williamson, I'm the Media Specialist and Student Worship Leader here at Clearview, and to my right is... Ryan Hill, and I am the Pastor of Students and of Assimilation here at Clearview Church. And guys, we're talking about something that I love that is near and dear to my heart. I'm so excited about. We're talking about our productions that go yes. on here at Clearview. Very um, nice. At the time of this recording, we just got finished with our Christmas play, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And I don't know about you guys, but I thought it was a resounding I thought it went spectacularly. It was I was really, really impressed. Absolutely. I mean, it was the most crowd we've ever had in the new sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Wow. It was yeah. packed. It was packed out yeah. and uh, people were standing in the back and... Um, just just blown away. Yeah, and then we got up again and did it Monday morning for the kids who came from the schools. That's right. Yeah, we had really two cool. different schools that came, uh, of course, uh, Christian school, private school, and uh, the kids loved it. Mm-hmm. The teachers uh, raved about it and thanked us for inviting them, but we were grateful they came. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And it was so much fun. It was so much, uh, so much fun to, to be able to present the gospel message in a different medium than we're used to. You know, we, we think about the gospel being preached, but this was the gospel through theater. And that's, that's awesome because it's going to hit in, uh, it's going to hit on all demographics. It's going to re- resonate with uh, different groups of people. And we are coming up on our Christmas concert this weekend, December the 14th and the 15th. So yes. if you're listening to this <laughs> and it's not the 14th or the 15th yet, and you need tickets to the Christmas concert, make sure you contact us in the church office. Yeah. We have tickets available and they are free but they are going quickly. So we have your tickets uh, that you can pick up anytime before the show. And mainly the tickets are for head count. So we know know. uh, how many people are coming so Mm -hmm. we can prepare for it. And then also if it exceeds the seating capacity, we can kind of, you know, make suggestions for the next night or whatever. So that's really the purpose behind the tickets. Definitely. And if you guys want uh, to message us on Facebook, if you're not able to come by the office and get it, you can always call us um, at the church office. You can message us on Facebook Messenger. I had a few people do that today Mm -hmm. um, and ask us to set tickets aside for you guys. So those are still available, like Ryan said, but they are going quickly. You can even email us at carpemignana at clearviewbc.org to reserve your tickets. We'll be happy to hold on on to them for you. But I want to talk for just a minute today about Production as a whole, you know, that's something that we do here at Clearview, something we're very focused on, uh, something we want to pursue excellence in. Where did this drive to uh, to produce uh, content, to produce concerts? Where did, where did this start? Where did this come from, Pastor Shaw? Well, just my opinion, and, but I think it's sort of based on historical evidence as well. Uh, I think increasingly the churches have, the church has given up its role, the primary role it used to have in the community. It's given it up to um, the local uh, community centers Mm. or schools or rec departments or performing arts center. We have given up the role that God had given to the church to be that hub right. uh, of activities. And now everybody else is doing it in the church. On the other hand, it's just a little place where people come 
to say a prayer or two and maybe drop a buck or two in the offering plate and leave. Mm-hmm. Church is no longer, or when I say church, I'm talking about that place where people gather. Okay? Right. So I'm, right. I do understand the concept that church are the people. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying here is our, our meeting location should have some attraction. There should be something there that people say, hey, I love going to this place because that's where we meet. Right. That's where we put our efforts together and make a powerful impact into the community. And uh, we don't come to stay at the building. Right. right. Okay. This is just a place where we make the impact and we go out. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and, and we have abdicated that role and to our own peril. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because last week we were talking about the importance of arts, especially in the ministry. And, um, you know, I think this kind of goes hand in hand with that because we're talking about production. How much is, you know, how much are we actually called to do and how much do we actually feel like we should be doing as a church? And I know, Pastor Show, you and I had talked about before, like how the productions at Clearview specifically have evolved over the years. Oh, man. I mean, it's come a long (laughs) ways. And not to say that they were bad in the past. We're not saying that by any uh, uh, means. What we're saying is when we began, you know, I remember the early days. We're talking about early 2000s. Christmas program was the Christmas cantata. And and Nicole, my wife, right, (laughs) (laughs) would lead them because there was no one else to. She filled in a gap because... Uh, there was no one taking the lead on that. Right. And she would organize it. She would get it ready. And even back in those days, and we're going back to the early 2000s, mm. I would set up the light, big park hands, hot wow. things, you know, put them up on the... Just burning your fingers all to pieces. Oh, yeah, you can't touch them. I had to make sure there was somebody always there. The kids won't touch it because, I mean, it literally melt your fingers off. Right. She would do her best, and it was pretty awesome at the time. And just, you know, we were a very small church. We had barely maybe 20, 30 people max right. on a very good Sunday. But she would take uh, our six, seven people in the choir and create a production out of that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You know, we would have a little manger scene and, you know, uh, whatever, and I would do whatever I, can, I could to set up the lights and change the lights mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And I would use, what do you call those... Uh, those um, Color, color, the little gels, gels. I would use the gels. I would, I would pull the gels in and out between songs (laughs) and uh, change the look. Really? Oh yeah. Between the songs, you do that? I mean, uh, between the songs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the lights would go out, give them a chance to regroup, and then all of a sudden it's green. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Cool. It because I ran across the balcony and made it happen. <laughs> nobody saw that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Except the people sitting in the balcony. <laughs> well, there was nobody in the balcony. We made sure that, uh, you know, yeah. if, if you ever go to the old, old building where we used to be, right. you know, that's the balcony didn't have any seating. It was just oh. classrooms up there. Okay. Oh, okay. So, but anyways, so those were the early days. And then slowly we evolved from there and we would use... Um, you know, projector. Mm-hmm. We had a projector. We borrowed it from our association. Wow. Because we can afford one. Mm. So they would let us borrow the projector. And on the projector, we would have scenes or pictures of the nativity. Wow. Stuff like that. Yeah. And then from there, we went to the new sanctuary and where we are today. Mm-hmm. Not the new, new one, but right. the older one. Right. And there we began to do a few more things, mm-hmm. add more elements in there, and to where we are today. Right. 
you know, it's unbelievable. I remember the the first thing that I remember being like, wow, this is because I came in 2013 and um, I saw a video because because Pastor Shah had come to me and asked me, you know, hey, you know, we do a Christmas concert every year. Um, and you know, this year we want to kind of try to take it up to the next level. So let's sit down, let's talk about this, let's figure out what we're going to do. And so I think either you, Pastor Shaw, or Nicole had a DVD of the, the one from the previous year. So I remember sitting down and watching it and being like, okay, what can we do to take this to the next level? And the biggest thing that we all came to was the lights. Mm. You know, we had this four, um, show yes. the intimidator lights. Yeah. And I had never worked with lights that moved around before. Right. And I don't think anybody was really expecting that right. from the Christmas concert. Hmm. And it, it uh, really amazed the people. Yeah. And uh, they loved it. Yeah. And so from there, I mean, today's concert is very, very high quality and yeah. just very engaging. Well, it was crazy because we literally had four lights up on trusses. And at the time, like looking back on it now, I'd be like, man, that was a really minimalist, like that might be like something we would do at like a wedding or something, like at a wedding reception. But back then that was like insanely, it was a huge step forward. And I think people started to see what right. clear you could become. That's mm-hmm. right. You know, that's right. And now, I mean, we have the play and then we have the Christmas program and our Christmas Eve service is a big hit as well. Yeah, I mean, definitely. A lot of people come to that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's amazing where mm-hmm. we've come. When, uh, at, at the beginning of all of these shows, you know, Pastor Shaw, you talked about the lights and the projector and kind of the evolution of the shows over the years. Did you have a vision back then for where you wanted the shows to be? Uh, in a way, yes. But, you know, the vision was not necessarily in, an image of where we are today. Mm-hmm. The vision was just an idea that, you know, our our shows should be so engaging that it's not just the quality of the performance, but also right. uh, the the entertainment value should be very high. Yeah, yeah. Right. definitely. Why is it that we have to go to Broadway? Why is it that we have to go to some stage in Nashville to say, now that was a show. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was amazing. Why is it that we have to go there to say that? What is it that keeps Christians from being not just creative, but also innovative yeah you know why can't we be the first ones to do something and then let the world come behind us mm-hmm. yeah. uh, so i truly believe that the western civilization where it is today is because of the judeo-christian foundation definitely this is where we got it from and yet now the world runs around and uses it and 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 brags on it and we christians talk about how we don't need that world in here mm-hmm. What a sad, yeah, sad thing to say. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, it's interesting because people often say that in 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 negative ways. Like they'll say that you know it's not about being entertained. I don't go to church to be entertained. I don't go to church for this and that. And what they're really saying is, I don't trust God that He's going to make this good. You know what I mean? I right. don't. I'm not trusting God that this is going to impact people. So we're just going to do what we've done for the past thirty years. And then it's somebody else's problem, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, what if uh, all that God has given to our culture was meant for the church to be the first to use? Definitely. And it, because we're not using it, the world says, hey, no problem. We will make sure that your children, your grandchildren are very well engaged by us yeah. and our message. So, Do you ever take that into account when you're preaching? Like, I, I want to make an impact here. I want to preach God's word, but I also want to reach people where they are. Like I want to not necessarily entertain them, but I want to keep 
like I want to keep them captivated by what I'm saying. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, that if that doesn't happen for I mean right now I'm reading a book on millennials because typically the book on millennials is usually condescending. You know, mm-hmm. saying you know they don't get it, they don't they don't know what they're doing, all that kind of stuff. But there's this book that's out that I've been reading for um, a couple of years now. Can I, I go back to it? It's it takes every one of those traits that are looked upon as being negative mm-hmm. and says why is it like that hmm. maybe it's because you don't understand what's really is going on hmm. and so i use those things into consideration in my messages in my presentation you know and what we do over here and you guys you know are right up there with me i mean it's not like i'm telling you what's coming up next you guys are taking it to right. the next level right but I want to make sure I have some contribution as well. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And we'll yeah. put that book in the description as well. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I think that's something that uh, that people have come to appreciate is that uh, church at Clearview or productions or concerts or plays or whatever it is that we do, uh, our goal is always to pursue excellence. It's always to, to captivate, to engage people, not just, all right, well, you ought to be sitting and wanting to listen and we want to we want to capture people we want to engage their imagination we want to engage their senses um in a way that makes them want to be here you know there's no there's nowhere that i found that says that showmanship can't be a part of presenting the gospel to somebody right right um and that's something that i think that we do very very well in in whatever avenue whether it's just a regular weekend service or whether it's a special event like the concert coming up or the play that we just did um is is the pursuit of excellence uh, by the way the book that you were uh, that i was referring to that you're going to put in the show notes is called the millennial myth uh transforming misunderstanding into workplace breakthroughs by crystal karakia okay mm. okay or karakia and i think she's done a great job cool and again i haven't finished reading it but it Helps you understand what mm-hmm. you think are such horrible things that uh, leave us totally hopeless for the future are actually things that we need to harness mm-hmm. and understand. It's a lack of understanding of the previous generations. Yeah, you know. So, um, you know, the existing generations or the older generations, they don't have a problem. Yeah, I like what we got. Yeah, you know, I'm happy with this. Let's conserve it. But the younger generation needs to be spoken on their level. Mm-hmm. Speaking of generations and different generations taking that into account when it goes into production, I really appreciate what you, Rebecca, and Kelsey do getting the kids ready for these productions. Because one of the biggest things that we try to make a priority for every single production, whether it's a play or whether it's Christmas Eve or whether it's the concert, um, all of those right here at wintertime, um, I, we, one of the things we try to do is make sure that the kids are represented. And it's not because it's not just because parents are going to come if their kids are in it, but we know that getting these kids on stage is going to help boost their confidence. It's going to make them leaders of the church. Yeah. It's also setting the foundation for them to also get further involved as they grow up too, right. and um, just get older and more involved in the church as a whole. How do you frame that to them when you when you ask them to do these things? Like, do you do you talk about it with them, or is that more of a parent discussion? Or, um, I, it's not very hard to get kids involved because they want to do stuff like that. Right. Um, it is pretty cool watching several generations of people like performing together. Yeah. Um, because you have older folks that are in the program, and then you have younger and then you have kids Mm -hmm. so you see several generations so that's pretty cool to watch yeah one of the things that i really liked about the play was seeing um because the plays that we've done in the past we there were mostly kids teenagers um and like an an adult 
here or there. Um, but with Narnia, what we did was there was, I think, an equal number of little kids, teenagers and adults. Mm-hmm. And to see them all getting together and working for the same goal and growing close to one another, despite the age difference, there's none of this like the old people just don't get me or the young people just don't understand and they're ruining the church or they're getting in the way. But there was unity. There was real unity by involving everyone in the productions. And that's what we're trying to do with the concert as well. I mean, some of our older guys are actually writing songs for the concert and they're having kids get up and read the scripture that comes before it or Mm -hmm. having the kids hold the candles for the songs. And we're not going to give away everything, but I guess what I'm getting at is seeing these different generations, like you were talking about, Dr. Shah is really, really cool and inspiring. I think. I think that's that's the key is for the older generation. We didn't say old, okay? Right. So older generation to um, enjoy this opportunity to connect with their kids and their grandkids, mm-hmm. you know, perform side by side with them. Um, because, man, what greater joy do you have than right. that to see your kids, your grandkids up there with you? Uh, and so we are not a particular generation church. You know, it used to be the boomer church mm-hmm. or, um, you know, the generation Xers or, um, you know, whatever, those different designations. Right. Uh, I like to think of us more as a multi-generational church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, no one group is dominating necessarily, but we are a multi-generational church with our focus towards reaching the next. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's not just multi-generational, we're here, satisfied. No, if you do that, very soon you'll become an older generational church. Right. So multi-generational with a desire to capture the next as they're coming up. Yep. You see that you see that come out in in shows where, like you were saying, John, the uh, the kids and the teenagers and the adults are are memorizing lines and on stage alongside one another, or in the concert where you know we've got the Catalyst band that's playing and we've got the kids that are participating. Um, it really blurs those lines between okay, we're in the children's ministry and we're in the student ministry and we're the adults. We just become the church. Yeah. And then then that trickles over into hey, we're all serving together at an outreach event, or hey, we're all going on a mission trip together. Um, it really brings that sense of inclusive. Uh, and that since, like you were saying, Dr. Shaw, the multi-generational uh, with the focus on reaching the next generation coming up. And I think that consistency of doing it every year kind of cements that that it's not just because it's very easy to get this thing where it's like, OK, here's the play people and the play people are kids and they might have an adult in there who likes acting because, you know, that's what they like. But doing it the same way where it's it's completely and evenly mixed every year is going to give it that consistency. Same with the concert. It's very easy to look at it as this is the praise team and they're going to bring some little kids up on stage and they'll read the scripture to keep parents happy. But when you do it the same way every year and you say, no, these these kids are just as much a part of the concert as us. It's it cements that they do have a place and they belong here. And my family is welcome here. And I think that helps people to trust you more. You know, even, you know, it, it kind of just puts it past that performance mindset. You know what I mean? What uh, what encouragement would would you give to, to churches or people who are listening who want to focus more on production, who want to focus more on these uh, these event style uh, outreaches, but are saying, man, we don't have lights. We don't have uh, a huge tech budget. We don't have actors. Um, what What encouragement would you give? Bottom line, I would say, is stop being scared. Yeah. What I found with most people are they're scared. Mm-hmm. 
I've never met so many scared people in my life. Yeah. Scared, <laughs> scared, scared, scared of what somebody may say. I'm kind of afraid. I'm, you know, I'm kind of worried. Scared, scared, scared. They're, mm. they're always worried. I'm worried. I wonder what people may say. Or I, I, I'm kind of worried about this one. You know, I'm kind of afraid. Moment somebody says that around me, I, I tell you how my mind thinks. I want to get out of that place. Yeah. I don't want to be near that person because fear is contagious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, previously, I was great. I was going to try this now, but now I'm scared. Mm-hmm. Now, your sickness has transferred over to me that I'm thinking, oh, well, wait a minute. Maybe we shouldn't do that because it, but what if, what if, what if somebody does say, lose that? Yeah. Okay. I believe, I truly believe if you fear God, you won't fear anybody else. Mm. Amen. That's wow. That's awesome. And the reason we fear everybody is because we don't fear God. Yeah. Mm. When I do anything and when we do anything here, we're doing it to please God. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing something right now just to please yourself or make yourself look good or be the best, the greatest church, eh, that's not for God. Yeah. But if you say, we're doing this worship, we're doing this play, we're doing this program so that Christ would be glorified that his gospel will move forward with maximum speed. Hey, there's a mind change. There's a, there's a. I like that you went there, that the whole purpose of this is to push the gospel forward because the concert that's coming up this, this weekend is the gift. You know, we're talking about how salvation is the greatest gift. You know, Christ's birth is the greatest gift that God ever gave us. And we're tying this into I am the neighbor. You guys want to talk about that for just a second? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, we've talked about this on the podcast before, so make sure you guys go back and listen to that episode. But, um, our, our, I am the neighbor campaign, uh, we had a very generous donor gift us with money to give out to our congregation, our church members, uh, each family got a cross with a, the gospel message wrapped around it and a $100 bill, one, one $100 bill per family. Uh, and we said, pray about, you know, who God wants you to give this cross to. Uh, it's more than just a gift of a cross or a little token, or it's, it's actual, a real $100 bill. And it's the message of the gospel. Hmm. Um, so we had people go out, they prayed, they asked God to bring those people into their path and you know, lo and behold, uh, stories started to roll in of, of how these people were handing out crosses, how lives were being impacted, how the community was being changed, and how people's perception was being changed too. So many people said just simply asking God to bring someone into their path made them more aware of other people around them and other needs that they would have missed otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, and so through that, we collected those stories. Uh, we've, we, uh, we've compiled them. We brought individuals in to, to film their testimonies, and we're going to utilize those videos as the theme of our Christmas concert. Right. Uh, and it's going to be an incredible, an incredible way to tie in this, this theme of generosity uh, and how ultimately we're generous to others because God was first generous to us. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, you have to have a purpose with everything you do. And that's why I love that you said that, Dr. Shai. It brought me to that to that place where, you know, you you are pushing the gospel forward. Each of your productions do that. You know, the Chronicles of Narnia did that. Mm-hmm. You know, everything that you do, you are witnessing to people and you're pushing the gospel more and more forward. And I think that's really important. Absolutely. And this concert, I'm so looking forward to it because unlike the previous ones where we, you know, had something about the Christmas story. Yeah. This one has the Christmas message, right. but it is focused on the act of giving. Yes. Because you know, the greatest gift has been given to us, mm-hmm. and that's Christ. Mm-hmm. So now go and give that gift, but in the process also meet the needs of people. Right. 
And why is that important? Because Christ told us to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what he did. Yeah, one thing that I've really noticed about, you know, what we're doing, preparing for the concert, filming with all these people, is just how the stories in every story, it seems like the way that they have seen God move is this bringing awareness to how they should be generous and how they should be giving and what more they could be doing for people in their community. There have been people who have started campaigns to help people who have lost their house in a fire. There have been people who have helped like homeless people that they just found in the woods. I mean, and that sounds kind of funny, but it's just awesome to see how there's all these needs that people wouldn't have noticed before. And now because of this project and also because of what we're going to be talking about during the Christmas program, they now see these needs. It is, it is interesting because people do take that step of action and they've taken, I am the neighbor as a starting point, you know, as a launching point. That's one of the things that they've always said. Now, the concert is just a few days away. How are you feeling, yes. John? I'm ready. I'm really excited. We've The, the praise team has been doing awesome. Um, I think the videos are looking good. It's now a matter of just getting it all together. So there's so many different elements with every, you know, with every show because you've got all of the songs, you've got the videos, you've got the lighting, uh, you've got lasers, you've got the kids. Um, so there, and, and then you've got the different moving pieces, getting all the volunteers together, getting the tech team ready, making sure everybody's on the same place. So just getting it all to fit together is, uh, where we are now. Um, I'm really excited to see how it's all going to come together. Cause a lot of them, you don't know what it's going to look like until like the day before opening night. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're actually pretty ahead this year cause we're actually going to see it all put together tonight. Um, so, which is tonight is Tuesday for reference and the, and the show is on Saturday. So we're, we're, we're excited. We're gearing up. Yep. And the show is cool because the, the two nights are going to be different with the videos yes. that you've got. Each night is, has a different story to tell, so to speak. Yeah. So, so we, we're asking people if, if you want to see the full scope of the, I am the neighbor project, there's always something to kind of keep you, you know, coming back for more. Um, so the, the videos that we show on Saturday night will be slightly different than the ones we show on Sunday night. Yeah, there'll be different so, stories. So if you can come to both nights, because sure. you'll you'll hear uh, the full scope of the testimonies from I and the neighbor. Well, guys, that is all the time we have for today's episode. Thank you guys so much. I am so excited. I'm so looking forward to the concert this weekend. Like we said, if you need tickets to Clearview's community Christmas concert, The Gift, make sure you send us an email to carpemignana at clearviewbc.org. Let us know which night you need tickets for and how many tickets you need. We'd be happy to set those aside for you. Or simply give us a call in the church office at 252-438-8433. We look forward to seeing you guys this weekend. Make sure you guys tune in, same time, same station next week. And if you're not already, be sure to subscribe on iTunes so you stay up to date with all of our future episodes. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you next time on Carpe Manana.